Good morning, good morning. I have great news, people. I have found the second step to the roadmap of finding destiny. So if you're just now joining on this podcast, I've been laying out my thoughts on how to go about finding destiny or finding the one specific true path in your life that is meant for you and no one else. And previously, the first step had been that you take only what you need in terms of food, shelter, and companionship. And if you do that, that kind of puts you on solid ground. It gets you firm standing in this world to go out and venture and experiment and try different things. I now have that second step. But first, I want to rename the first step. Instead of just saying, take only what you need in terms of food, shelter, and companionship, I want to name it, participate in life. So step one is now to participate in life. And that encompasses the the things I said about food, shelter, and companionship. But it just... um, It... uh, Saying it this way, participating in life, gives it a little more, it it lends itself, how do I word this? Um, I'm trying to highlight the importance and the difficulty of participating in life. What I'm trying to say is, getting up every morning and finding a reason to leave your house and to go to a job and to take care of friends and family and to show up to social events and to participate in life and to complete errands and do your to-do list, that is hard. (laughs) If we know anything, that simply the act of participating, let alone not even, not even discussing destiny, but just the, the habit of participating in life is difficult. If there's one thing we know, it's that it's difficult. I mean, look at the opioid epidemic. Look at alcohol. One in eight Americans are alcoholics. Look at the amount of chronic illness and just the the aggregate of anger and frustration in our society, specifically American society. And you're going to tell me that participating in life is easy? If it is, then, then people are doing a damn poor job at making it seem that it's easy because if you look at all the complicated baggage and problems that we carry around nothing about what we're going through says that this life is is easy so step one is to participate in life and that may take you years understand that participating in life and maintaining that because we know that if we take our foot off the gas for a while, we start descending into chaos. So maintaining the participation in life is not easy. And if, if you want to find destiny, you at, least have to, you at least have to do that first. To, as Jordan Peterson would say, clean up your room, make your bed, brush your teeth, take a shower, stand up straight, shoulders back, walk out of your house. Go to your job, do it to the best of your ability, come home, uh, do laundry, pick up this, run errands, go see your girlfriend or boyfriend, maintain friendships, call your parents, 
participating in life is a lot and it is hard. So by God, go be easy on yourself. Okay, so let me take a sip of coffee before this. Make sure this sucker is recording. Okay, good. <clears throat> Step two is to finish this sentence. I lift others out of suffering through my ability to blank. I lift others out of suffering through my ability to blank. And when I thought about this, it just, it hit home. Something inside of me was like this. Think about this. This is important. And it came from, again, I rely so heavily on Jordan Peterson, but I think he's just, out of all the people I listen to, he just kind of, he gets it. So he was posed a question on a panel, and he was asked, you know, let's, let's say you have this child in front of you, and it's a, and they've been hurt really bad. I think the specific example they used was this child was in the Holocaust or in the gulags and had just seen, uh, uh, had undergone an amount of pain and suffering that no child should have to go through. And that we knew that this child, for the rest of her, her or his life, it was going to be a tough go. They were just so psychologically damaged that we knew that for the coming years, it was going to be a struggle for that child. So they asked Dr. Peterson, if you're in that scenario, what do you tell that child to give them meaning and purpose to carry on even though there's going to be years of impending doom crashing down on them from the evil that has touched them? And he said, that's a very difficult question, but my answer would be something like this, to tell the child that I'm here, I'm here with you, I'm not going anywhere, and I'm going to do whatever I can to lift you out of suffering. And when we talk about meaning and purpose and destiny, all three of those words, at the root of all three, at the, the bedrock, at the bedrock of those terms are helping others. Helping others is, I think, the crux, is at the crux of these things referred to as destiny. You, you can't find your destiny, and, and destiny will not come for you if, if you're not lifting others up out of suffering. I think... At our most basic, that is what we're supposed to be doing. And many of books and literature and stories and songs confirm that. Make love, not war. You know, love, not hate. It, bringing up others out of suffering is, is what we're supposed to be, excuse me, is what we're supposed to be doing. Now, how you go about that is on you. Because if the answer to finding destiny was just to lift others out of suffering, then why don't we all run out, rush out the doors right now, go to the nearest uh, volunteer center, and just start 
volunteering and, and, and helping out homeless and why don't we all just rush to do that if, if that's the answer? Why aren't people doing that? Because we know it's not, it's not that easy. The trick is lifting, up, is lifting others out of suffering through your own unique way by using your talent that, that God, and you don't even have to believe in God to do this, but using your talents in a way to lift others out of suffering. That's what you have to get to, and that's why so many people will try five different career paths We'll try, you know, 80 different hobbies to try and find something that resonates and creates passion in them. But here's the, so you have to find something that's unique to you. That's a, no, I don't want to, oh God, here we go. I just want to choose my words carefully here. Once you are participating in life, you have a job, you're stable, you have companionship, you have an income, and you want to move on to step two, what you have to do is figure out what word is going to finish that sentence. I lift others out of suffering through my ability to blink. So let me give you an example. I tried this on myself. I finished it like this. I lift up others out of suffering through my ability to act. I'm an actor here in Los Angeles. I said that sentence and it didn't hit home. So I went deeper. I said, what about acting do I enjoy? And if I have to be honest, the part about acting that I love is the speaking. <laughs> and I really mean that. And it, now that I look back, it, it makes so much sense. I don't audition for characters that don't have a lot of dialogue. And I, and I don't audition for characters that don't have meaningful dialogue. If I look at all the characters I go out for and I want to play, they're all saying something meaningful. Whether it's the hero or the villain, they all say something meaningful that inspire others. I've always wanted powerful dialogue. That's why I gravitate towards reciting Shakespeare monologues because of their ability to inspire. And so I don't love acting for, the, for acting's sake. I love acting because it allows me to speak powerful words that can change lives. So mine would be, I lift others out of suffering through my ability to speak. And it could be anything. If you're an electrician, you would finish it, I lift others out of suffering through my ability to allow people to harness the power of electricity. Right? It, it, it fits. No, it, it actually fits. If you're a teacher, it would be to teach. If you're a doctor, it would be I lift others out of suffering through my ability to diagnose, to treat and diagnose illnesses. If you're a singer, it would be singing. If you're a carpenter, it would be through my ability to build homes, through my ability to um, do plumbing. Right? It, the, the list is infinite, and it's tailored specifically to you. This is where freedom comes in. This is where choice comes in. It has to be good not only for the people that you're saving, 
but it has to be good for you. It's a balance between loving others and loving yourself. That's why we're not rushing out the doors to go volunteer 12 hours a day at a volunteer center. Because you have to love yourself in the process while you're doing it. Otherwise, then you would just, you would just uh, work yourself until, until, you, until you're dead. If it was just sacrificing for others, we would just rush out and do that until we exhausted ourselves and died. But you are part of the equation too. It's a balancing act between loving yourself and loving others. And the freedom and the power comes from finishing that sentence on your own terms. And you might attempt five or six or seven or however many things in order to finish that sentence correctly. And how do you know if you're on the right track? How do you know if when you're plugging and playing with different words and, and different abilities to finish that sentence, how do you know if it's working? Well, that sentence is like an equation. And if, you're, if you answer the sentence correctly, it should equal meaning. So test it. Experiment. If you think you're a great singer, and you think I lift others out of suffering through my ability to sing, great. That's a hypothesis. Now you go test it. Just test it. Find a way to, to sing. Find somebody who, who, who could really use, um, who, who's suffering and, and needs some help. And if you think you're meant to sing, then sing to that person. Record yourself singing them a song and send it to them. Sing to them in person. And just see how it feels. Did it bring you meeting? If no, then... Try again, or maybe it's not singing. But the part about this roadmap and the thing about step one and two is that you have to be a, a practitioner of this. You have to implement it into your life. And it, may, it sounds like a lot of work, and it is. That's why you've got to be kind to yourself. Give yourself time. Give yourself patience. Maybe you really feel like you're meant to sing. For your entire life, singing has never... Your entire life, singing may have been always very close to you. And, and you haven't managed to shake off your desire to sing for whatever reason. Something in your soul tells you you need to sing. And this is just an example. And Maybe you need to take some singing lessons. You know, maybe you feel like, you know, I, I'm really good with my hands and I, I am meant to help people with my hands and my ability to build and construct things. Okay, well, then maybe you need to take a, a, a workshop, a, a woodworking class. Maybe you need to gain some skills and then test your theory and use your hands to try and lift somebody up out of suffering by building them a house or uh, fixing something in their kitchen. Fixing up their house, resanding their table, or resurfacing a piece of furniture they have. It's a lot. Whew. So what I'm going to be doing for the next, for however long it takes me, is I'm going to maintain step one by continuously participating in life. It's just something you have to put energy into. And then I'm going to try and finish that freaking sentence. 
I'm going to try and lift others up through suffering through my ability to speak. And that's opened a new window for me. I'm going to continue to do that through this podcast. But now maybe I need to venture out into just the art of speaking. Like a motivational speaker. Maybe I don't need the wig and the makeup and the camera. Maybe I just need to be in a room with people so I can speak with them. But in order to do that, I need to be good. I need to know about what the hell I'm talking about. I need to increase my ability to speak. And speaking is a skill. And if you want to inspire others through speech, then by God, you, you better be better than the average person. You better practice. Hence, part of the reason I'm continuing to do this podcast, because just sitting here and saying stuff off, off the top of my head is not easy. And my hope is that as you continue, as I listen to myself, each episode over, I should be able to notice a trend of my ability to speak improving over time. So I'm going to continue to figure out and answer this sentence in a way that's right for me. And you have to do the same. I lift others out of suffering through my ability to blank. Figure out what you want to put in there and start testing. You've got nothing but time. Trust me, you have nothing but time. Patience, patience, patience. If you can't figure out or you're having trouble, that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to do anything. The default state of a human is to do nothing. It's okay. I want to throw this in because it was a... Uh, it's something Jordan Peterson said, and I loved it. Uh, he said, you know, patient, he's a clinical psychologist. And, uh, <laughs> um, God, what did he say? Hold on. Oh, yeah, somebody, all his patients, patients always ask him, why do I procrastinate so much? I don't want to procrastinate so much. What can I do to stop procrastinating? And he said, well, that's kind of a bad way to frame that question. He said, I would preface that question by saying, the default of a human is to procrastinate. So the question you should ask yourself is, why aren't you procrastinating all the time? Why don't you spend 100% of your time procrastinating? Because that's kind of the default state. We, doing nothing is, is easy. Well, kind of. I mean, but really... For a lot of us, doing nothing is, is pretty easy. That's kind of a normal state for humans. So the question is, why do you bother not to procrastinate? Or The question is something like, why do you find reasons not to procrastinate? Why should I find a reason not to procrastinate? That's the question. That makes more sense. Because our society fills you with the notion that you have to be busting your butt 24-7. And if, you, if you're able to do that, good for you. You are outperforming it. Great. Good for you. If you're healthy and you're balanced and you're able to put out that amount of productivity, hats off to you. But the average human can't. We don't. 
So it's uh, it goes back to emphasizing that step one is 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 not easy. Participating in life is something you have to actively put energy into it. And and I have the deepest amount of respect and sympathy and love for people that can just do that well. They have a job. They take care of their family. They can pay the bills. They can take their kid to the doctor. They can provide water and electricity for their family. I mean, God, just doing that is, is, is a good life. And if you do nothing but that for your entire life, my God, that is, that is a victory. That's a win. And I'm talking about destiny, which is something beyond that. So I have to emphasize the amount of patience you have to have for this. We're reaching for the stars when we're talking about destiny. We're talking about a lifelong pursuit of something greater than ourselves. And it's going to be found through, through a balance of loving yourself enough to participate in life and loving others. And, and removing suffering from this world in your own unique way. So I think I've, with that, I think I've beat this dead horse into the ground as much as I possibly can. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. I'll see you next time.